podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is our first in-season live show. We've been waiting for this for so long, and I am absolutely over the moon. It is time to get the boneheads up on the stage, get their predictions for game number one. I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. Before we get people up on stage, remember, the show is brought to you by Manhattan Brewing Company. Right now, I am drinking down on a Lazy Pirate Hazy. Absolutely delicious. So when you're in Manhattan for the game on Saturday, grab a couple pints, then grab a couple four-packs, and take it to your tailgate. Again, I'm not going to tell you which beers to buy from Manhattan Brewing Company, but I am going to tell you I have anointed the towny American wheat beer, the tailgating beer of the season. All right, I'm going to accept some of these to get up here. And folks, we are back into game mode. We're going to keep the same format we had last year with the same preview questions, being able to get you guys up here and get your take on the upcoming game. I can't wait. I hope you guys are excited. We're going to get into it. Again, shame on me for not getting this up on Twitter until like the last second. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm done. Actually, I'm not done filibustering. The other sponsor for this week is Charlie Hustle. Again, if you want some great officially licensed vintage-looking K-State t-shirts, check out charliehustle.com, a local Kansas City company. Not only do they have all your K-State officially licensed gear. They also have a lot of fun Kansas City heart t-shirts and some other stuff. So that's all I have. Those are the ads. The bills have been paid. We're going to get into it. Uh, If People listening live request to come on up and I will get you up on stage and let's get into it. We're starting off with Coley Dub down there in Austin, Texas. Cole what's up it's it's officially game week i know you've been waiting i i've been waiting too let's put a bow on the off season give any final off season reflections off season takes just put a bow on the off season because it is officially big time dead uh i'm gonna be honest i didn't check for any like pre-game or pre-show like questions and all that um so i'm a little under underprepared um you said so basically any like last sec like last of the last offseason thoughts essentially yep put a bow on the offseason um my bow in the offseason is i think it would be i i think it was a really solid offseason i mean we added a lot of pieces you know during the recruiting period even kind of middle early summer we added some pieces 
Um, seems seems like spring or spring camp seems like fall preseason camp went really well as far as health goes. Um, as far as guys being really energized, ready for this game, um, it was really awesome. Kind of watching and listening to the Climbing's presser just yesterday or the day before. Uh, seems like he's really excited, um, and I think he's a pretty honest guy. So whenever the coaches are excited about the season, it, it usually leads them to believe or leads us to believe that you know we got some real talent here and can make a nice, nice big run this season. I love it. We're going to Colorado Cole. We'll go back to back Coles. Cole, my man. Again, the back to back Coles, you guys have been live show regulars. Put a bow on the off season for me, my friend. Just put it in the back seat. Final off season takes predictions, reflections. Hey, you know, my take is I'm ready for it to be over. Um, it's, you know, game one kind of snuck up on me, even though I felt like I was counting down the days at the, at the same time. But I'm ready to leave it in the tracks. Um, and I have some actual games and stuff to talk about. But I would say overall synopsis of the offseason, um, kind of what Cole said, you know, seemed like we landed some guys, some late additions that are going to end up making an impact this year kind of rounded out our roster. Um, you know, it seems like football was kind of silently grinding away while Coach Tang and basketball were in the spotlight. So overall, I'm pretty satisfied with the offseason. Um, you know, new Big 12 commish. Seems like we landed a great hire. Um, overall, I think things are trending upward based off of how I'm feeling from the offseason. Yes, and I briefly touched on, uh, for folks who are listening to this show live, the Thursday Whip Around is going to publish tomorrow. And for folks who are listening to this on the RSS feed, go back and listen to that Thursday Whip Around. I do give my take and how I'm seeing this news that the Big 12 is opening up their TV negotiations two and a half years early. I think that signals two pretty big things. So go back and listen to that or to people listening live. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning. All right, let's go to my guy, Joel, holding it down in Johnson County with me. Joel, give me the bow. Put the bow on the offseason. It's been long enough. I want to hear you give your final takes of the offseason. Yeah, honestly, this offseason was maybe one of my favorite, as weird as it is to say. I mean, it's been so fun all the way back from getting Adrian. That feels like forever ago. But, like, that was a huge high. And then you get Avery Johnson. I mean, it's just been a blast. Um, we got some really good Juco guys. And then, I mean, what Cole said, pretty exciting with the new commissioner. And I don't know, we've, we've been surrounded with content this whole off season. It's, it's been a really good one, actually. Yeah, it, it really did go by fast. And, and of course, our conference not being the one getting ready did make it a little bit more fun. That's kind of watch from the sidelines. Let's go to Cali Mike, Cali Mike holding it down out there in the Bay Area. Give me your final take. Give me your final bow on the offseason. It's, it's finally over. Yeah. Um, I would just say, you know, echoing what, what everyone has said so far, it's probably been one of the most exciting and engaging offseasons in a long time. I think that part of it is, like, this will be the first football season that um, is, you know, as far away from COVID as we're, we're at at this point, you know, like last season was semi normal ish. Um, but now we're like really back into it. We're getting games nearly sold out 
Um, and we have such optimism behind this team. Um, and that all goes into the epic performance of our coaching staff in picking up transfer talent and new high school commits that are really going to pave the way for the future. So um, this has been definitely one of the most exciting off seasons we've ever had and throw in coach Tang as well. Tons of fire around the basketball program. So um, I'm ready to go for it. Let's get this football season started. Yeah. So someone uh, shot me a message and said that it looks like there's less than 200 seats for sale on K state's website. Now I'll say that something weird was going on, on the website on Monday where uh, about this time, they took a lot of seats off uh, the website and then put them back on. For the folks listening live, uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets, you might want to. For the folks listening on Friday, uh, it might be a sellout, folks. Uh, so, you know, get out there, have some fun. I, I am pumped. I, and honestly, shout out to the ticket staff and to K-State fans and to K-State students because about a month ago, this game was tracking – and it was modeling towards only being about 47,500 in the stands. Uh, and student tickets about a month ago were not that great. The students and K-State staff have come to push tickets. This might be the first year we're back around that 7,000 mark for student tickets in a long time. They've pushed about 2,000 to 2,500 tickets in the last month. The freshman class showing up. Some of those folks interacting with Chris Kleiman, Coach Tang, the players on campus, they decided to get some tickets after they showed up. Great work by everyone uh, on this game day staff. I'm pumped. I cannot wait for Saturday. Let's go to KSU Railroader live from the railroad. My man, I've missed you. Welcome back. Just put a bow on the offseason for me. Yeah, I'm just going to echo everybody else, man. It's been great um, for an offseason. I mean, it seems like it's flown by. Uh, we had a lot of stuff going on. Like, normally it seems like during the offseason, especially, I mean, you do a great job with it, but, it, I mean, there's just a lot of filler that's in there. You know, we'll bring up, like, old games and stuff like that. But this offseason, there was constant content to keep everybody involved, and it was awesome. I got to say, some of those episodes were filler, but I, I have to I, – I don't do it very often, but I will pat myself on the back. I, I think that uh, between everything that was out there – uh, I think it was a fun off season, and, and it and it makes doing this show weekly a lot easier when there is that content and a lot of fun stuff to go around. Um, so I, I'm pumped, though. I mean, nothing beats talking about the games. Let's go to one of the cocaine cats, Mr. Chef, the good chef, Andre Napier. My guy, put a bow on the offseason for me. What's up, Scott? What's up, Boneheads? You guys are beautiful people. Love hearing your voices. Um, dude, the off season, I don't even like calling it the off season for real. It's, you know, it's just the second part. So we get through the season and then it goes into that one. It's been ups and downs, basketball, football. Um, we didn't get a lot of injury news. So that's always a good thing. That's what I kind of always look for in the so-called off season. You get that mysterious tweet from a player saying that, you know, got got blessed up. Uh, God always looks out for me. But we didn't really get that this year. So um, maybe maybe I don't want to jinx it, but Josh Hayes sent that out like maybe three minutes ago. But anyway, did he really? Yeah, he sent. You know, he sent that uh, 
always the God one that right before like a season ending injury, they, he sent that out. So fingers crossed that it's nothing, but you know, I'm not jinxing. I'm knocking on wood right now. Um, uh, but it's, it's been the off season. We're here. Finally cats. Let's get after it, baby. The yotes are going down. All right. Let's kick it to the golfer man. Cleet back to back weeks for the Cleet Meister. Uh, that's a weird nickname. I'll come up with something better. Uh, Mr. Carlson, put a bow on the offseason for us. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to add than everybody else. Everybody else has done, summed it up pretty well. Just, I'm excited that it's here. We finally made it. Sometimes the offseason drags on. This one did have a lot to talk about, but I'm tired of reading all the preview magazines and just ready to see the product on the field. So I'm ready to go for Saturday. I hear you. I'm right there with you. All right, let's go to Aaron. Aaron, my guy, it's been too long. Welcome back to the live show. Put a bow on the offseason for me. Yeah, it's been a minute. Thanks, Scott. So, yeah, just uh, this week, I think, summed it up with uh, Skylar Thompson, Russ Yeast, and Timmy Horn making uh, 53-man rosters in the NFL. I'm really excited to see what this coaching staff can do with another full season behind them, especially with the promotion of Colin Klein to offensive coordinator. That happened this calendar year. Uh, the last thing, Scott, I'll leave with you and the team before the next question. The opportunity for the greatest football season in the last 10 years is here today, this week, and it's not one to be taken lightly. God bless. I love it. I love it. All right, let's go to Catsman. Uh, I think Catsman's going to be the final one to put a uh, bow on the offseason before we get into our traditional game week live show questions hey can you hear me i hear you my friend sweet um i guess i'm a long time listener first time caller (laughs) welcome up to the stage my friend yeah this off season has been uh it's been long but it's been full of stories the new coach basketball avery johnson all the drama with the recruiting, but I couldn't be happier that it's time to actually play a game. And so I'm pumped. I am too. I am too. And I, I, I'm super happy to have you on the live show. All right, let's get into it. The live show game week questions. I've missed these. Again, I, I've loved the fun random content we've come up with. But I am super pumped to do this. Let's first go with our pick to click. So this get, you can go whatever way you want with this question. You can either make your prediction for who's going to be one of the MVPs of the game, or you can go a little bit more creative and say, this is a guy that folks are going to be leaving Bill Snyder Family Stadium and saying to their buddies, you know what? This guy had a pretty darn good game even if he might not be your MVP. Um, So just take this whatever route you want to. We're going to start off with the Cali Cat, Cali Mike. Cali Mike, who is your pick-to-click? My pick-to-click is Will Howard because we're going to pound South Dakota with some points in the first half to the point where we're going to be utilizing the depth chart to get some guys some playing time. And Will Howard's going to come out and show some command. So, Mike, did you did you listen to today's episode? Not yet. Uh, that's for this evening. 
Okay, well, uh, I'll say this. Uh, Will Howard will not be playing tomorrow unless Adrian Martinez gets injured. Coach Kleiman uh, said, and this was this is something that went under the radar. Tim Fitzgerald of Go Powercat asked a question about Will Howard's eligibility, and Coach Kleiman said, and I, I believe this is a quote, if Adrian's helmet pops off, Jake Rubley's going in the game. That indicates to me that they are going to try to uh, preserve Will Howard's redshirt. And unless we are in a blowout situation in the final four games of the season, we're going to see Jake Rubley in mop-up duty. Or again, if Adrian Martinez's helmet comes off, and the only way I see Will Howard playing early in this season is going to be if there's an injury to Adrian Martinez and we need Will Howard to win us a game. If we're winning big, I think it's Jake Rubley we're going to see. Well, I fucking blew it. You did not blow it, Callie Mike. You're one of the best. I love you. Thanks. I love you very much. Uh, and, and again, you're out on the West Coast. You have better things to do than to listen to Bosco's boys or listen to Coach Kleiman's press conference. I'm weird. I've been doing a show every single day. I'm a weirdo. You're There's fine. nothing, nothing better to do. I just, uh, I've, you know, I, I included on my my late night sort of wind down. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you're, hey, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. I just don't want to mislead anyone who might have missed it and is listening. Uh, but hey, that it could go for Jake Rubley. Give me a Rubley prediction if we do see him. Is is he going to spin the ball or is he going to disappoint? Uh. I my prediction honestly is that he's just gonna have to hand it off. It's probably gonna be Jack Stanine. <laughs> well, you know what? If he does just hand it off, it will be a little disappointing. I'd almost maybe prefer to see Will Howard out there running, uh, you know, belldozer type thing. If if all we're gonna see is Jake Rudley turn around, and hand it off. Unless it's the Jacks, I would love to see that. Um, let's go to the good chef. Chef, who is gonna be your pick to click? Sorry about You're that. You're good. You're good. Let's get this pick. Let's get this pick to click. We're thinking. I'm thinking defense, and you know I really wanted to see Drake Cheatham. I mean I've kind of undersold him basically this entire time since he's been since he's signed. I mean I've kind of poo pooed him. I really really wanted T.J. Smith to be my guy, but T.J. Smith just doesn't seem like he can crack that that top seed as the, in the top three of the safeties, he's not, he's not performing. I know he lost a little bit of his mobility after that injury. And if Drake Cheatham can come in and be anywhere close to what sauce boss was from a Prairie view, a and M alum as well, you know, it's, that's kind of what we need. We need that swagger. I think we're going to get a lot of swagger from this team, but you know, Reggie brought it to a whole nother level and Drake Cheatham's going to be out there. He's not going to be wearing any glove. He's going to, he, any gloves. He's going to look like he's a throwback player from the eighties. He's going to get me excited. And if, if he's fulfills that prophecy of the Prairie View A&M to K state legend, you know, that's what I'm here to see. I want to see Drake Cheatham live up to the hype if he if he is another kind of k-state cult hero like sauce boss i'm going to literally demand we bring in a prairie view a&m uh defensive back every single year let's go uh let's go to joel next joel who is your pick to click 
Yeah, pick to click is going to be uh, Sammy Wheeler for me. Got to get the tight ends going early. I think uh, he's going to be able to out-physical the middle, and uh, it'll be big. Let me see one of those little uh, slip jump passes, too. That'd be crazy. So I, I actually went back, and I, I was watching, and don't ask me why, but I was watching highlights from that Arkansas State game Kleiman's only non-con loss at K-State. And I totally forgot, Sammy Wheeler came up with a big catch in that game. And again, one of my favorite plays from last season was the Sammy Wheeler catch on fourth down uh, going deep versus West Virginia. I want to see a lot of Sammy Wheeler this year. Just got to keep the young pup. Well, I guess he's not a young pup anymore. We need to keep the dog healthy. Uh, So I I like that pick. Let's go to Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole, who's your pick to click? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe it's taken us this long to bring him up, but I got to go with our QB1. I mean, it's 9 a.m. time. Everybody saw what happened in Nebraska last week. Everybody tried to blame Adrian Martinez for Nebraska's woes. I think he's ready to come in and sling it around, get that monkey off his back so he can focus on K-State football this season and, you know, achieving something great going forward. Yeah, I, I hear you there. Let's go back to the hot coals. Uh, Coley Dub. Coley Dub, who is your pick to click? I will always take the that nickname duo for me and Cole in Colorado. Um, my pick to click, I think I'm going to go defensive side. Wait, are we, we're not, are we only specifically talking no, about offense? No, it can be either side, my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go defense with Sean Robinson. I've been on his train for a while. I just feel like he's had a big impact everywhere he's been. And I, I'm really interested to see see how he does in that Sam role. And, and I really hope he has a big game and kind of fill that Sam linebacker spot. I think I think Sean Robinson, he's either going to not be starting by conference play or he's going to be – a contender for all Big 12. I, I don't think there's going to be any in between for those two. Let's go to the railroad, KSU Railroader. Uh, who's your pick to click this weekend? Surprised nobody's brought it up yet. I'm going to go with DJ, the Blue Jay Giddens, man. Uh, we're going to get up, and so they're going to pull Deuce, and he's going to get a boatload of carries. I would love to see, uh, you know, everyone remembers – the Mike McCoy run where he literally took the soul, I I believe, of a Charlotte player. I would do some dirty things to see a DJ Giddens, like, draw play late in the third quarter, just taking the soul from one of those Coyotes and just trucking a dude and getting into the end zone. I would love to see that. I think of all the answers, I think that's maybe the one I'm pulling for the most. I'm not going to play favorites, but I want to see that. All right, let's go to my guy, Katzman, with the great Willie on a horse, Abby, out here. Again, this is why folks should participate live and not wait till Friday to listen. You get to see all the great avatars out here. Katzman, Callie Mike, Coley, all, everyone has great avatars out here in profile picks. Cole, down out in Colorado, amazing. So, Katzman, who is your pick to click? Uh, I got to go with... Uh... Kobe Savage. He's getting a lot of love this offseason. I think he'll start the season hot with a at least one pick and a couple tackles. 
at least one pick. Oh, my. So I, I assume you're going to have him as the interception leader this season. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. I could see that happening. I think he'll be special this year. I, I love it. I, 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 I want to see it. And, hey, we get him for at least two more seasons after this. So uh, I like oh, it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the Duffer, Mr. Carlson. I think I'm going to try that out for your live show nickname, the Duffer, because he, he, he's golfing. I think that's slang for a golfer. Uh, Mr. Carlson, what do you got for us? Who's your pick to click? That's uh, slang for a bad golfer, so I don't know if I want to be associated with that. Ooh, okay. What's, but... what's slang for a good golfer? <laughs> um, I'm not a I... golf guy. I try to be humble, so I don't really come up with those. I just know that one's not. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll do some research before next week. (laughs) But I'm going to go with Austin Moore. I think he kind of has that stereotype of always just another walk-on and everyone was excited for Will Honus and him not being available this week. I think Austin Moore is going to be a guy that we look back on and be a very quality piece to this defense moving forward this season. I like that one. That's a good one. And we are going to need to depend on him. And honestly, no, nothing against Will Honus, but if he can make that job his here in the first couple weeks, you know, I ain't going to be mad about it. All right, let's go to Aaron next. Last pick to click unless anyone listening wants to hop up and get theirs in here. So let's go to Aaron. Yeah, so Railroader took mine with uh, DJ Giddens. I'll pivot a little bit and say RJ Garcia. Again, same kind of game script. I could see us being up by two or three scores. R.J. Garcia has shown a few flashes, but I look for him to uh, get involved maybe in the second half and, and score a touchdown for uh, Mr. Garcia. See, I think that might be like the touchdown. If like if you're just saying touchdown in a vacuum, I think R.J. Garcia scoring a touchdown would be the uh, the one player to score a touchdown that might set K-State Twitter on fire and message boards on fire, just getting pumped about it. So, uh, that that would be a fun one as well. All right, now let's get to key to V. Now, for a game like this, uh, w- hopefully it's a blowout. Hopefully we are not having to key in on anything very specific and say, hey, we do this, we win the game, anything quite like that. It doesn't have to be like that. There were some pretty good meta ones, including one from Coley Dub talking about how the key for this game is to be able to establish roles and create and see what you have depth-wise. I'll take just about anything for Keys to V for this one, but just beware, for the Missouri game next week, I am going to demand a little bit more from you folks. Let's start off, let's start with Coley Dub. Coley Dub, you can either elaborate on the one that you sent in that I used on the game preview, or you, you can go a different direction. It's up to you. I heard that. I was kind of surprised you used it because uh... – and I know you like to be a little stern about your answers when it comes to I things. I am, uh, but if you go uh, back and listen to, uh, <laughs> like, the FCS previews, it. if you go back and listen to some of the FCS previews, uh, that is kind of some of the stuff that I have said in the past for the FCS previews. So really, okay. uh, so really that was just very on brand for the first game of the year. And I even kind of went a little bit more meta big picture for a couple of them yeah. as well. So, so that gets a pass for this week and maybe even for the Tulane game, I'll, I'll give passes for something like that. But for Mizzou and for big 12 play, I'm going to ask everyone to step it up. Absolutely. And I understand that. And I, I think I just, what I, where that really stemmed from was just um, Chris Clement's presser this week. I mean, he mentioned in 
almost every aspect how he wants to play a lot of guys. It doesn't matter if, if you're a freshman on the two deep, he's going to play you and not expect you to redshirt. If I think he said something about going three deep on special teams. Like, yep. It just seems like he's wanting to play so many dudes this year. And I'd love to see it. Obviously there are a few positions where, like you mentioned with center, you know, I I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't, really like the whole flip-flop and center's position because of snaps, et cetera. Communication, because center has, like, the most communication usually when it comes to the offensive line. Um, but I think, as I said, I just think it, hopefully, you know, some of this can be settled this weekend. I think it might be a thing where it lasts through the non-conference. But uh, more than anything, you know, before conference play, you got to have these positions settled and these uh, roles roles figured out. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ryan Lackey distributes like a press release towards the end of the game saying that, oh, K-State has played 90 guys and it's like a record for a like K-State opener or something crazy like that. Like Chris Kleiman just kind of had this look in his eyes when he was talking about how he wanted to play so many guys. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we just saw something like absurd about the amount of guys who play. Um, any guy who's putting on the pads, I think, has a shot at getting out there on Saturday if things go to plan. Now, that all goes out the window if we have another close game like the last time the Coyotes came to town. Uh, but we're, we're not no, – no bad vibes. It's good vibes only right now. Let's go to the good chef. Chef, what do you have for your key to me? Yeah, I mean, Coley Dub touched on it. Um, just playing a lot of players, and I think it's really important that we – nail down the special teams aspect because you do lose a lot of guys um, that were like those walk-ons that kind of just filled in that were decent tacklers, had good speed, were the right size where they can block and they can cover down the field. Um, I think you got to look for guys that bring that spark. I mean, last time we talked about special teams, I had brought up that I wanted to see like a Shane Porter be the guy that could like energize the team kind of like a Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Yeah. And and I mean, I called it, but I also want to see deeper guys. I want to see like a, a marsh, um, the other Porter brother. I want to see, I mean, I would have said Austin Moore if Will Honus could have stayed healthy, but when you see guys that like Austin Moore that can step up to get into that starting role, and be the machine like he is. We want to see guys behind him step up and be that that player that he was for our special teams that walk on style. But when you got skill position, I mean, uh, when you got scholarship players that want to see the field that at the field like uh, Clifton, Toby O. I mean, you get these guys perish as as a gunner. I mean, if you're a third string corner. You can tackle. You can run fast. You're probably one of the fastest players on the team. you got to be able to play gunner. And I see that's where we're going to see the three deep. I know you kind of called bullshit on climbing for that. When it comes I, down to – no, no, you, you, you said that he, he'll play his guys when it comes down to crunch time, and I think I, that's true. But – when you're three deep, you've got to you've got to see potential in a lot of guys, and that's where a lot of guys get their their field experience because not everybody is ready to be able to call a defense at Mike linebacker like Nick Allen. He might be able to do it, but he would be an excellent uh, special teams player. So guys like that, I want to see it three deep. I really want to see it. I want to see 
young guys out there on the special teams throwing their head around crushing kids. Yeah, and just for clarification, I did call bullshit on it because he said he was going to do it regardless of the score in game situation. I think, like I said, I, I think we might see close to 90 guys play on Saturday if we blow them out. And then and- to your point on special teams, real quick, I have it on pretty good authority. The Porter brothers are lining up right next to each other on kickoff coverage. So oh, here's here's something for everyone to hold in their back pocket. My Oddly specific prediction for this season. I'm changing it. We are going to see a porter to porter force fumble and fumble recovery on a kickoff at some point this season. That would be dirty. And like you said, it's it's all about specifics. And this is what my second one would have been. I don't want to take anybody else's, but it's it's situational awareness in the game. Um, we know Messingham had a hard time going about situational play calling, but I also want to see it on defense and, and special teams. Let's not, let's go for it a little bit more on fourth down when it's a 32 yard field goal and we're, it's only one yard to go. Let's bring more blitzes now that we're comfortable in this three, three, five. I think we need to be more aggressive on defense and not play on our heels. I think we need to be situationally aware that we can blitz more, that we can go for it more on fourth down, that we can do things the right way and and really bring it this this year because this is our year. I love it. Let's go to Joel. Joel, what is your key to be? Uh, I tweeted this last night. I said there's two steps. Um, the first step is have the bus pick the team up at the hotel. And the second step is to get the team safely to the stadium. Uh, no way we lose this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm 95% there. I've j- I, I'm just a little nervous when you see the Coyotes on the schedule after what happened uh, a few years ago. Uh, keep in mind, it was Malik Knowles who saved the day with a punt return, and then they also missed a field goal late in that one. Uh, I, like I said, I, I, I think you're probably right, but until I see that big number up there, I'm going to be a little bit nervous because I'm just a nervous Nelly. Let's Wasn't go to – Zuber? Huh? Wasn't it Zuber? I th- You might be right. I thought it was Knowles, but I, I think you might be right. It I think it was Zuber. Good Versus call. South Dakota, it was, it was definitely Zuber. All right, good call. Thank you. Good call. All right, uh, let's go to the railroad next. Railroader, KSU Railroader, what's your key to V? Railroader. Going once. Railroader. Going twice. All right, we'll come back to the railroader. Let's go to uh, Catsman. Catsman, what is your key to V? Uh, my key to V would have to be dominate the trenches because I'm not sure how good uh, South Dakota's offensive line is, but King Felix and, and Nate Matlack should be able to get back in the, get back to the quarterback at least a couple times. And then also our, our, our offensive line should be able to protect Adrian and give him plenty of time to, to sling it. Yeah, they, they bring back some experience on both the offensive and defensive line. 
But if you go back and watch some of their games, and if you talk to folks who cover the Missouri Valley Football Conference, that was not a strength for their team. So they might be bringing back experience, but it's not necessarily Perfect. great experience. So that's a that's a great pick. Let's go to Cali Mike. Cali Mike, what's your key to be? Uh, this is different than what I commented on the uh, Twitter post, but basically uh, get the ball uh, to many different receivers and options. Um, you know, utilize all three running backs, um, get it to, to every tight end and receiver you have on the, on the two deep uh, throughout the game. Test these players just to see what they can provide. Um, but, you know, also – that'll just lead to the San Diego defense being disoriented or excuse me, San Diego, South Dakota. And, um, you know, it'll basically, that's my key to be just get that ball around to everyone. Hey, you got a California state of mind. I'm all about it. I, and I like that kind of an homage to Skylar Thompson, who I think had uh, at least one or two games where he completed a pass to at least 10 different pass catchers. Let's go to, uh, Mr. Carlson, which I, I'm I'm going to be Googling nicknames for golfers uh, throughout this next week. So you better come back next week. What do you got for me for key to be? Um, I'll just say start fast. Like, I feel like so many of the SCF, SCS games, it's like if you kind of let them hang around for the first quarter, first quarter and a half, like that's when they start having life. If you start fast and just let them know that you're you know on a different talent level, then it's kind of over quick. I think we saw that last year against Southern Illinois where, you know, up until Skyler got hurt, it was like that game was going to be 51 to nothing. He gets hurt, then they have life. So like you can just keep them with no life, start early. I'd love to see us take the football instead of defer um, in this game. I think that you just got to start fast against these teams. That game last year versus Southern Illinois was one of the most unique games I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen – a crowd and a team lose so much juice so quick. So God willing, that does not happen this year. Let's go to my guy, Aaron. Aaron, what do you got for me? What's your key to V? My key to V is definitely going to be kicking an onside kick up double digits in the second half. Shout out Scott Frost. But no, I think uh, keeping a clean key. I, I just key, spit up you know, my clean... beer when you were uh, saying that. <laughs> so you owe me like two ounces worth of Manhattan brewing beer. Hey. Hey, man, see you at the Mizzou game. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, limiting penalties and turnovers, you know, that was always the uh, the knock um, on Adrian Martinez coming in. Limiting turnovers and penalties. I'd like to see us have a clean sheet, no turnovers, and then fewer than three penalties for the day. I, I think that's going to be a key of E. Yeah, I, I think if Adrian Martinez plays a clean game and we blow out South Dakota, there's going to be a lot of sad people wearing corn heads uh, in Nebraska on Saturday. Let's finish this one up with Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole, give me your key to be, and then we're going to be migrating into game predictions. Yeah, so my key to be, um, not that we necessarily need to do this to win the game, but uh, to count it as a win in my book, I think we need to score 50 points. Um, how, how fast are you going to tweet me if they get to that 50th point? Oh, uh, probably immediately. I mean, <laughs> I'll probably go ahead and just save it in my draft so I can just go ahead and hit send. But I predicted over two and a half 50 points on the year. And so if that prediction is right, I feel like we got to get one this game because – 
I don't know if we get 50 against Mizzou. I definitely don't think we're getting 50 on Tulane. Um, but also, that just kind of goes on along the lines of everyone else. Like, get off to a fast start. And I think, you know, let's get to a point where we do see Jake Rubley run at least one drive. And I, I think that that is what we would consider a good game in our book. I want to see more than one drive, but that's okay. I will, I will settle. As long as he, I want to see him at least throw one pass. That is like what I want to see. I want to see him throw at least one pass, and then I will, I, I will call it a success. All right, so let's get into it now. Let's go score predictions, score predictions. I may or may not be keeping track of what the boneheads predict. So, you know, if anyone gets a perfect score this year, there might be a prize. Who knows? Stay tuned. Let's start off out in California, the Golden Coast. Callie, Mike, what's your score prediction for the game? All right. Um, score prediction. You know, I think that uh, if we package and pound on the points in the first half, which I think is what's going to happen, um, that Kleiman is probably going to recommend taking the foot off the gas, honestly, because he's not necessarily the type of coach to embarrass a team. Um, so I think I'm going to predict 42 to 12 cats, obviously. That's a pretty, that's a, that's a pretty good ass kicking. That's a pretty good ass kicking right there. I'll take that. That covers, I think, I think we saw a line get published at 25 points. Uh, let's go to the good chef, Andre Napier. What do you got for me? My man, let's say, let's lay this scenario out. I mean, what's a good number that we're looking for on the season for an average? Are we a 40-point-a-game team? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, I was so. about to say no so chance. Let, no, I don't, I don't think we're that. I think we're, we could be mid to high 30s a game for sure. Um, So, I mean, I'm looking at a score like 38 to 14. They get a late touchdown. At the end, with all three of our true freshmen on the field, um, so I think we're in control. It's probably a blanker at halftime. I'm gonna go 38 to 14. I don't know if that if you said that would cover. I don't think it would, but yeah, I think uh, 25 is 24, 25. So it, it, you'd have some nervous betters on that. One. Yeah, I'm gonna go 38 to 14. It's a controlled game. Deuce is out by middle of the third quarter. Giddens is still running with Adrian. Adrian gets pulled at the beginning of the fourth, and Rubley does throw two passes. Are they completions? They're completions. One, one is to uh, Porter, and one is to Will Swanson in the flat. I love that. All right, let's go to Joel. Joel, what's your prediction? Yeah, I'm kind of going the other way slightly. I think Kleiman wants to go out there and make a statement early, and I think we just go out there and just beat the brakes off these dudes. I think a 49-10 is easy to see. I think our twos are probably better than their ones, so I don't see us giving up too many. Eh, We might give up more than 10, but I don't think we stop scoring the whole game. Your buddy Cole will be howling if they only get to 49. Let's go to Cole. Let's go to Colorado, Cole. What, what is your score prediction? 
You have us getting over 50. So I feel like I have to predict it if I'm predicting the over two and a half 50 burgers. So I'm going to go a solid 52 to 17, but whooping. I don't think there's anyone who wouldn't sign up for that. I like it. Uh, Let's go to Coley Dub. Coley Dub, give me a number. I'm going 48 to 13. Cats roll, baby. Railroader, we're going to give you another shot, my buddy. Are you here, and what is your score prediction? I'm here, and I think it'll be 52 to 10. and It'll be like 40 to 7, or 40 to 3 after, like, halftime when we pull the starters out and then they get a garbage touchdown and our second string puts up some good numbers in the second half. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's go Catsman and then Mr. Carlson. Yeah, I think I'll go uh, 45 to 13. It feels like it's been a long time since we've just really actually destroyed a team, to me personally. So I think I'd like to see that. I'd like to just put the brakes or put it to them early and then don't stop. I like that. I want early and often. Mr. Carlson. I'm going to say 38-13 just because I can see a world where with a new offensive system, how different will it be, whatever, but how much film do they want to put on for Missouri? Missouri plays Thursday night, so an extra couple days of rest for them. I can just see like a world where they get ahead at halftime, kind of in the second half, keep it very vanilla and not score a lot. So I'll go 38-13. Yeah, I do not love Missouri playing on Thursday. Um, I don't love that at all. Um, but ultimately, hopefully it doesn't matter. I could see it playing out the way you said. Um, all right, so anyone who is listening in who wants to get up and go rapid fire for all the questions, request and I'll get you up there. But in the meantime, we have about 15 minutes left. Uh, let's just kind of go oddly specific prediction for the game. So get as odd and specific and weird with your prediction as you want. Nothing about the score. Let's just get weird. We're going to start with Callie Mike. Ooh, this is tough, uh, especially since this is probably the worst performance in the live show I've ever had. Um, I am going to say that we will have at least one special teams kick return for a touchdown, kickoff or punt, and at least one pick six. I like it. And, and I'm going to say this. You're a first ballot Hall of Famer for the live show, so you have nothing to hang your hat on. I appreciate friend. it. You are a first ballot Hall of Famer. Appreciate it. So don't even give that a second thought. Uh, the good chef, give me an oddly specific prediction for this game. I don't know with this stat that I'm about to give if we're going to love it or we're going to hate it. Um, this is going to sound weird, but Ty Zetner is going to have more rushing yards than Adrian Martinez. <laughs> I mean, that is odd and specific. How are you getting to that outcome? One fake punt that goes for 62 yards. Maybe a tutty. I don't know. I haven't decided if it's a tutty or not. I would absolutely lose my shit in section seven if he ran, if we ran a fake punt at all, but then he like housed it for 62 yards. He's a freaky, he's, I'm going to be he's cheering for that. Low key, a freaky athlete. I think 
for they're going to try to get a good return on a punt one time, probably on our first one, and he just scoots it with I don't know who would be maybe Cooper BBs on one of those three man little blockers right there, and he just goes sixty two yards, probably a tutty, but that would put him well ahead of what Adrian's going to have. I don't think they're going to run Adrian barely any. Well, I I want to see that sixty two yard tutty from the punt punter, uh, so. I'm all in on that. Uh, before we keep going, again, final call for anyone who wants to request and get up here and get their voice heard for this live show. But remember, we're sponsored by Manhattan Brewing. The Towny Wheat American Wheat Beer is the tailgating beer of the season. Get into Manhattan Brewing when you get to Manhattan. Grab a pint right there on points and take a couple four-packs to your tailgate. Tell them Bosco's voice sent you and enjoy some of the best beer brewed right here in the Sunflower State of Kansas. All right, uh, Joel, give me your oddly uh, specific prediction. Yeah, I'm going to go DJ Giddens has more rushing touchdowns than Deuce, and that's because they won't run Deuce inside the 10. You know, I I, I go back and forth on that. Uh, If Kleiman wants to kind of have a Heisman campaign going, uh, maybe you run up the stats. I don't know if Chris Common's that guy, though. So I'll be interested to see how they handle Deuce. Uh, but, again, as one of DJ's biggest fans, I'm all about it. Uh, let's go to Coley Dub next. Nate Matlack gets three sacks with one of them being a safety. Whoa, a three-sack game and a safety. Sign me up. I, I would love that. All right, Railroader. Uh-oh, not getting any audio from you, my friend. All right, we'll, we'll come back to you, Railroader. We'll give you another shot here uh, before we call it a night. Catsman, what do you got for me? How about a a 56-yard field goal from Chris Tennant? Is that oddly specific that, that enough? 56 yards? That would, that would be nice. I, I think it would probably have to come – Either we're up or later in the game, because I'm hoping in those situations we might just go for it there in no man's land. But if he can bomb it from that long, why not? Uh, We'll go to uh, Mr. Carlson. I'm going to say we block South Dakota's first punt. So I don't know if that's a good or bad omen, because we did that versus Arkansas State, the last uh, non-con game we lost. So I don't. I, hopefully that's not a bad. That omen. is very true. Hopefully a different outcome. <laughs> yes, I agree. We'll go to Aaron, and then we're going to give Railroader a chance before we end the night with Colorado Cole. Yeah. So the fourth quarter, Jake Rubley throws a touchdown pass to R.J. Garcia. Cut to the jumbotron. It's Sylvester Stallone, Plies, and the Sauce Boss pounding beers up in the Shamrock Zone. <laughs> oh my gosh! If if that were to happen. If that were to happen, that would ha- that'd probably be the most used GIF in the history of K-State Twitter, if that were to happen. I love that one. Maybe, and I've, I've probably said this a million times, but I don't think I've ever wanted a prediction to come true more than that. All right, we're going to go back up to Railroader one more time before we finish off with Colorado Cole. Railroader, do we got gotcha. you? Ooh, we, we, we do not, my friend. Uh, but you're, you're a live show regular during the season. 
Uh, so I can't wait to talk to you next week, my friend. Thank you for coming on live. Let's end this one with Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole, give me a great specific odd prediction. All right. So I have a little short one and then a, a, a real one. So I'm going to say Mo Bamba gets played at least one time in the stadium. And then even more specific, I'm going to predict that some type of live animal gets on the field at some point during the game. Wow. I don't know if that's ever happened in Bill Snyder family stadium, at least like in my recollection. I mean, maybe there's been a bird, uh, but I think it would have to be like a fox or a feral cat or a stray dog. But I don't even know how that would happen unless there's, you know, some some shenanigans involved because the, uh, you know, uh, north uh, east corner isn't open to the world anymore. So something something involving shenanigans, I think, would have to happen there. But I'd be for it. Quick. You know, have our, have our own little rally fox or something like that. I, I'm thinking it's just gonna, it's going to be a squirrel. So, OK, if, squirrel. If any students are out there listening and you're feeling a little ballsy, help my prediction come true. Sneak a squirrel in in the most humane way possible and just let him run loose. Quick question yeah. on letting things run loose. When's the last time Bill Snyder family stadiums had a streaker? Oh, I mean, so I, 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 I told the very cringy story about how I took in the central Florida rain delay game uh, during the Q and a episode back in the heat of summer with Bob Trollsby. Uh, I will not retell that story uh, today, um, but there was someone who got buck ass naked and was running around on the field during that torrential downpour. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Like during an actual game, I personally cannot recall. I, I know people are going to be listening on Friday. Do you recall a streaker at, at a K state game? So I know there was a famous one versus Iowa state in Ames back in the day, um, the Cal K-State game in Arrowhead in 2003, there was a streaker and I was at that game and I recall that one vividly. Um, uh, but I, I don't, I personally cannot recall. Maybe that Iowa State game was in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Someone will correct me. Seems like it's are a... you, <laughs> are you promoting that, Chef? Seems like I mean, a call I would rather... needs to get after it. I would rather have someone streak the field than smuggle a squirrel in some kind of orifice to get them onto the field. I mean, uh, not to- I mean, we we do not like squirrels in this household. Uh, Chauncey Bosco is freaking out just hearing me say the word squirrel, but I'm not I'm not endorsing stuff and squirrels up booty holes to get them into the game. <laughs> I'm dying right problem. now. Like we'll, we'll pet. I mean, I I. I, whatever it is, if there is a squirrel that gets smuggled in, let's be humane. Yeah, top hat, something nice to the squirrel. Again, not big squirrel guys in this house. Me and Chauncey. Hashtag Bosco, squirrels and booty holes, man. I think that should be the next <laughs> next one we troll. Like next uh, Stu Mandel thing we troll. We just gotta <laughs> send them squirrels and booty holes. That's what we gotta send them. All right, that that'll that'll be a deep cut. The next time Stuart Mandel. Uh, anyone who's listening live or uh, listening on Friday, the next time Stuart Mandel just says something absolutely stupid about the Pac-12 and Big 12, let's just tweet at him and say, get the squirrel out your booty hole. 
uh, and let's Bet. see if he like responds to any of those. So can we, add, can we add Tim Brando to that list? I mean, Mandel is is easy target. Brando's got to be on that list too. I mean, Brando. Oh. Here's here's the thing. Brando sucks on air, but he he hasn't been bad on Twitter. And I think he blocked quite a few of us. I think I don't think he's blocked me, but I mean, honestly, whatever. Uh, if anyone's being a like anyone that blue check Big J media or journalists starts spouting off, just tell them to get a squirrel out of the booty hole. That can just be our new like little inside joke. A real real quick thought, Scott. Uh, last night, I think Bob Trollsby, I can't remember who mentioned it. Um, we were talking about a new drinking game this year about how many times the on-air TV, you know, game day announcers get Chris, <laughs> get a Colin Klein and Chris Kleinman names mixed up when talking about the K-State offense. That, I mean, that'll be an interesting one. Again, I'm going to be – if the season goes the way we all hope it is, I'm, I think I'm going to be at 11 of the 12 games, only missing the Iowa State game. So I'm, you guys are going to have to – you out-of-staters are going to have to uh, police that one yourself. But I think that could be a fun drink. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, that is all we have. Um, this, is, this is what I'm going to do. The MVP of the night, uh, I'm going to let them close it out. This is actually going to the first ever first ballot Hall of Famer, and it is going to Callie Mike because Callie Mike, you bring it week in week out. Don't ever think that you didn't bring your A game. You're the best. You are not only an MVP, you are a first ballot live show Hall of Famer. So you tell all the boneheads and K State fans anything you want. And remember, this is publishing on Friday. So as folks are listening to this, tomorrow will be game day. Wow, uh, definitely. Uh, do not feel like I deserve it, but um, I'll definitely take that honor and I appreciate it. Um, well, I guess what I'll say is uh, everyone needs to get out their uh, K-State polo for Polo Friday. Um, get ready for the game. This is a huge, huge opportunity for a really great season. Um, I think we're going to blow the coyotes out of the water. Um, so get your, get your blue chew, get your Manhattan beer co, uh, brews cracked open, get your tailgate fired up and let's get a big win, baby. Go cats. I absolutely love it. All right, folks. Uh, we're going live next Wednesday at 7 PM, or you, you might have to wait a day and listen on Friday. I want you guys to participate next week's going to be a big one for Mizzou. Again, I want to see koozies in the wild on Saturday, whether you're at the bill or at home, make sure you're showing off those Bosco's boys koozies on Saturday. The opener last year, that Sanford game, most koozies in the wild pictures we have ever seen. So be sure to tag Bosco's boys on it. Again, I don't know how good the Wi-Fi is going to be at the same this year, so I may not retweet it, but make sure everyone sees them. Again, here's a little inside baseball. I actually shit out the last Bosco's Boys koozie. So if you don't have one, you're going to have to hold on for a while. I'm going to I'm gonna purchase some more later on in the season, probably a little bit closer to basketball. So you're going to have to hold off for a while. So everyone who has them, make everyone envious. So when I tell them, hey, give us a five-star review. Hey, do this, do that. They want the koozie. You got to pay attention. You got to listen. All right, that's all we have. We love you. At your, uh, Well, I screwed up. I've been trying to do a new tagline, but we love you guys. Go Cats. 
Chef, since you're on here, we'll keep the tradition. You can you can lead us out. Meet me at the cat head. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater, from sea to sea, onward UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Fight, fight, fight! Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go state! Podcast Network.